Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound Boy, he's just dreaming 
drive away guys were smoking grass and you were at the Green Acres, did you ever envision a Scruggs Festival being up here at a place like this? No, no. They always thought it would be played again. Well, you would have had to have a big feel or yeah, a small right. audience, so well, that's what JT told me. Yeah. He said, you know, Cleveland County would be great if there was a place to do it. Yeah. He said, this is a good, clean, yeah, wide festival. When we came up, because we had tickets uh, 2019 and they kept canceling for, right. for the COVID and uh, when we came up here I was not expecting this uh, this nice sure because I've been to going to Bluegrass Festival sure 1977 yeah and I've been to some pretty rough ones. yeah so yeah it's like wow they have flush toilets and a restaurant and everything they do a whole bunch of restaurants yeah a whole yeah. bunch of restaurants I had a I had a fifteen dollar quesadilla yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we made it that far now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's you know it's it's what you what you expect in a restaurant. Sure. It's, you know, it's a yeah. nice place. Yeah. Nice and clean and yeah. you know, all that stuff. It is a beautiful. Yeah. Stuff. It is. It is. This year we got onto the to the VIP and then I found out well there's a more VIP or people. Yeah. Double secret VIP. Well, you also could have got the cabanas out there. They're only yeah, 5000 right. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just 5000 Okay. Five, yeah. Oh, there was nobody in them last night. Here we go. Let's, let's go. Yeah, never mind. We're not getting <laughs> back. They didn't show up to sit in the cabanas where we're going. There's no one sitting in there. <laughs> uh, so, smoking grass. Yep. All right, let's settle this one time and for all. The first people to play at Green Acres? Under Steve McCaster. There you go. I'm glad we clarified that. That's correct. Because, yeah, that's that's a sticking point. Yeah. Yeah. We were the first band. And I, and I was not in the band at that time. I didn't come until 1980. Okay. I was, I was in the band for a fairly short time. I had to go back to Michigan and deal with some family issues and stuff. So, But that's, you know, you, I put that on my resume. Did you did you lay your music, music roots down in Michigan? Uh, well, I, I started uh, playing banjo in Michigan, but I, you know I spent two years playing in my living room, and then I was working for an industrial painting company, and they sent me to Charleston, and uh, then they sent me. They said, "Were well, you going to go to Shelby, North Carolina?" I said, "What?" Because in the back of the Earl Scruggs book, there's a history of Cleveland County, right? And I, I said, "Well, I know exactly where we're going." Right. And, uh, when I when I got there, I stayed in a Holiday Inn, which is now comfortable. Right. And yeah. The gal at the, de- at the desk uh, is uh, do they get, they play music around here? And she goes, Oh, heaven yes. <laughs> I said, Well, how would I find out? She she gave me a phone number of a fellow that we both know, and I called him up and went, went over and started playing some music with him. And Dale came around and it just kind of snowballed. And uh, we were at. Uh, an apartment complex there, and it sort of was the hotbed of everyone coming for That's you know, good. summer parties. And sure, sure. Well, we know, we know what happened with smoking grass. I mean, we that that went well. Then, then, did, all right. So you, when you went back to Michigan, you played music when you got back there. 
Yeah, I, I fell in with a guy, uh, Andy Paul, that uh, he was sort of the greatest hits of mankind. We did everything from Elvis songs to doing banjos. And, uh, and it was it was nice because it was right in my, where I went to high school. And so, and I was only out of high school about five years at that time. And, uh, and so a lot of people that I went to high school with showed up there and all of a sudden it was the scene for a while. And it was, back then we played five nights a week for a month at a time in one place. Yeah, house band job basically. Oh yeah, it was like, well this is like having a regular job except mm -hmm. for it's at night. Right, yeah. Well, now, so there is some connection here to Green Sky since we're here and they're playing tonight, right? Yeah, I, I was, uh, I played with a, uh, at Wheatland Festival with a band uh, called Grasshopper. And they were breaking up because the uh, uh, Glenn House was moving to Seattle. And so the bass player, Chris Carr, said, well, you want to throw in with these guys because, you know, they, they're they uh, young and, you know, we could probably, you know, add some things sure. to it. And he was an electric bass player and played, played a lot of solo. Right. And that was kind of the thing we did was, Solo, 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 play fast, fast, fast. Right. And, uh, you know, and then I was, they were like 25 and I was 45. And they're still playing fast, fast, fast. Well, yeah, <laughs> but they're not as fast. They, you know, and it was like, well, we're, we want to go uh, out on tour. We're going to go to like West Virginia to the Purple Field. And I'm like, go, you know, be well, because I had uh, two kids in school and, sure. and, and business and like well you guys call me when you get back and they never came back but, they just but, kept on going. but you played on a couple of records right I, I played on the first record fully and then on the second record i played pedal steel on a couple cuts and there's a there's a hidden track in there at the end where i play this right that i yeah, wrote yeah. is called it's an instrumental called bar hop oh, okay they, cool. they look really like playing the and then uh it was just, you know, they were, they kept on moving along and, you know, they had made some contracts with each other to stick together. And that's, you know, kind of the, kind of the way that bands break up is they just quit. Sure they, they do. They never quit. Yeah. Well, that's good. So I love them guys. I keep in contact with Dave Ruse, the yeah. guitar player. Right. So. Well, that's good then. They've, um, they've kind of made a name for themselves. Yeah. So I, I just want to interject here that when I went out to get my CD in 2006, Al and I co-produced it, and you know we had a bunch of friends on there and stuff. But he got Mike Duvall, the bass yeah. player, from Green Sky. Yeah. He actually came to rehearse with us a couple of days, but I wasn't there when he did his. Yeah, he, track. he played cello. He played cello. Oh, that's he cool. Was, he was actually a classically trained cellist. So when I'm trying to sell him now, I says, "This has Mike." Yeah, you know, Green Sky is sure. the, the touch word. Sure. The, the calling card. So sure. everybody's got to take a drink, like I said. Well, this is funny. I, I will tell you this. I'll put it in the podcast. So today I was walking around asking people about um, who they came to see and all. And a guy tells me, I came to see anybody but Green Sky. <laughs> anybody but? Okay. But, which I thought was kind of funny. I said, well, why is that? He said, last three times I saw him, they well, they, <laughs> I hope you don't put that in. <laughs> don't let it slip. I'll, I'll take it out. Well, you know, we have talks about them. We're like, 
It's persistent. We're, we're not a bit jealous. But, just, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like to hear the extended version of this interview. If you don't mind. <laughs> yes, yes. They're, I will they're let, like the energized body to just keep going. Well, I mean, I think, I think the knock on them, you know, is it's an inconsistent show. One, one night they're really, really good. And the next night they're really, really not. Well, you know, as any band can be, you know, I've I got to defend my boys there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I understand. I would, too. They're, uh, you know, they, they do a great show and, and uh, you know they 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 migrated more into the uh, the the uh, sure. scene, and you know they that's their stock and trade. And they do a lot of festivals that are not exactly bluegrass festivals. In fact, uh, they, a friend of mine does the Charlotte Bluegrass Festival up up in Michigan. It's Charlotte. I got you. And uh, and I tried to correct them. They said no, it's Charlotte. And uh, he wanted to uh, have Green Sky play there, and I said, "You can't handle the influx of kids of the show. True, here this is true. Because out, you know, they're mm. really a traditional and uh, traditional festival. You know. He has he has top notch acts there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they have they have built a big following without it's, a doubt. It's the Charlotte Bluegrass Festival. And I think this year was the fiftieth. Wow, it's like fifty long, years. Yes, well, he didn't always do it. Uh, the fellow that ran it at the beginning, uh, he died, and his wife was just going to let it go. And Wes Pettinger picked. Uh, he said, "Well, I'll, you know, I'll take it over." And yeah. So he's done a very good job of it. He's uh, he hired us to play at his his first season as the best. Oh, really? Player. Yeah, just the two. Of yeah. Us. Well, and you know, it's like we're not really bluegrass kids. Well, that's all right, and we. We got uh, Lloyd Douglas and Chris Douglas, who Chris is going to be playing. He plays with the bass with uh, Michael Cleveland. Yeah. And Lloyd, uh, he, he had played with Jim and Jesse and, you know, myriad of bands. I think it was in David War or David Davis and Warrior River Boys. That's cool. And uh, he's an excellent banjo player. Well, so we, we brought our own, you know, bluegrass up to, on stage. So sure. That, you know. See, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this if we need to. Well, the last time we played there was two years ago, and we were doing, we did a James Taylor song, and you know, we were opening the festival, and I thought, I hope they don't kill us, and uh, because we weren't doing bluegrass. Right. We got off stage, and this guy, I've never heard of James Taylor done, done song done that way, and uh, like, wow, they like this. Mr. James Taylor King right oh, here, that, too. He's Mr. James Taylor. He is. Well, thank you. Uh, but so you're playing up there too. I mean, uh, right now I'm not. I uh, kind of COVID kind of pulled yeah, my yeah. sales, and I I'm I'm teaching banjo and and uh, I'm, I'm uh, I still have my business. I'm trying to put that to bed and, and move on back on to doing more music because sure. that was that's my first love of music, and it just you know I've made tens of dollars doing. Yes, yeah, so I want to just continue making. Tens of dollars. Yeah, I think I think we all have together. So here, yeah, that's um. Oh, you save it and don't spend it. Oh no, I have to spend it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, on fun stuff, you know. Yeah. So more guitars. More guitars. Yes, exactly. I'm I'm way behind on the money I made at at playing music and the amount of guitars I have. Yeah, but you always tell anyone around you that oh, I know, I got a bargain on this thing, you know. It didn't I just co- don't tell my wife how much. Exactly. 
Well, can I, can I get a bug? Hey, hey, hopefully she won't listen to this. Hey, do you still got that uh, heritage guitar? It's like no. What? What are you talking about? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's. And, and hopefully, if I when I die, um, she finds someone to help her sell them for what they're worth, and not what I told her to cost. Oh yeah, but that's what. She, <laughs> but that. But that is what she'll sell them for. I mean, that's the going. That well, is the going well, thing. Three hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, what, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff if you die? And I said, well, Marty uh, uh, knows. Marty Fine is a friend of mine. He knows how much they're worth. He'll help me get rid of them. So I'm actually trying to sell some off because. I have lap steels. And He's got a room full of stuff. I have mandolins and ukuleles. Uh, yeah. You know, plastic or uh, plastic kamako ukuleles. Yeah. They're, you know, they're they're worth about $800. You know, it's like, well, I can, open, I can go to a guitar center and get one for oh, $84. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, it's not a kamako. So. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's the way it'll always go. Yeah. You got anything coming up? Um, no, I don't. We did the thing Wednesday night. Wednesday night, yeah. That'll probably be my next gig is when I come back next year. That's cool. We rehearse once a year whether we need to. Well, I understand how that is. That's my a long ways to come to do an interview, but I should appreciate you. Well, he was down here for the festival. I know. We were coming to the festival, and a lot of, you know, when we used to go to Merle Fest, first year we went to, I went to Merle Fest, there was 3,000 people there, no one in town knew anything about it. Sure, I remember that. That yeah. might have been when I played there. <laughs> well, it's, it's a victim of its own success. It, 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 it is. Yeah, it's gotten so big, I can't, I can't do all that walking. Too many stages. You nearly killed me to walk over here. And too many hills. Too many hills, too many stages. Yeah. Well, again, I appreciate you coming and doing well, thanks this. For, thanks for having me in, in, in Dale. Yeah. Thanks. And I listen to your podcast. Well, you know, thanks. Sometimes, and it's... Yeah. Dale, Dale was one of my favorites. Dale got a lot of listens. Still gets a lot of listens, so. Yeah, I hope somebody listens to this. They will. So I appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you.